You're here. Good. Boker Tov. Today's daf is daf Mem Ches. In Ksubas, we learned from Forshlem for Yosubas, Rup, Menchai, Michal, and Elos, Ben, Ruma. Yesterday, we got down about 10, 11 lines down on the page. The Mishnah had said that at the end of the Mishnah said that Rabbi says, even what are the obligations of a father to his daughter, uh, again, until the age of 12 and a half, until she becomes a Bogeret, and uh, what are the obligations of a husband to his wife? Uh, and Rabbi said, even the poorest man in Israel should at least provide for his wife two flutes and a whaler at the wedding, at the at her funeral. In other words, they used to have these ladies who would, you know, whalers or whatever you call them, they would wail out and, uh, uh, you know, scream, etc., uh, whatever they did. Uh, so that's what Rebuta said. Says the Gemara, Mechlal the Tanakama, Sabah, Hani, Hani, Lo. According to Tanakama, you don't have to provide that. A poor person's poor and he can't provide a proper funeral with the uh, whalers uh, and uh, the flutes. Uh, he doesn't have to. What's, what are the circumstances? I'm going to talk now about customs that a wife had versus a husband. If the custom in her family was that that's how you do a funeral with the whalers and the flutes. Why is the Tanakama If that's what her, her family's custom was, why shouldn't the husband provide that for her? And if it's not her custom, what's her beauty's reasoning? In other words, if it's not her custom to do that, and he's poor, he doesn't do it, why should uh, why should all of a sudden he have to provide these uh, uh, these appurtenments, these uh, special uh, um, uh, you know accompaniments at the at the funeral? Here's what happened. It was the custom in his family to provide those uh, accessories at the funeral, but it wasn't her custom. It wasn't her custom. The Tanakama Savrakia, meaning Ola Imo Vaniyaris, where we're going to have a cloud later on talk about this, that if a husband and wife get married, they have different customs. So let's say uh, he has customs, uh, he, he, he gets treated better, he was like a higher class of person. She rises up with him. He has to provide for her the same way that he is accustomed to. So Ola, I mean, she goes up with him, Vaniyaresimo, but let's say his customs are less. He, he's, he provides less for his family. Does his family, they didn't do those kind of things. She doesn't have to go down with him. She goes up with him. She rises with him. She doesn't go down with him. So here, what happened was, is it was the custom for her family to have those accessories at the, at the funeral, but not his. So <clears throat> why shouldn't uh, he provide it for her? She's not supposed to go down with him. She's, but he's supposed to provide her in the way that she was normally accustomed to. So he says like this, when do we say, Ola she rises up with him to his standards of, let's say, of living, and, and she doesn't go down to his standards if his standards are less. That's only one while she's alive. Tanakama says, listen, while she was alive, <coughs> we say, it was his, the custom in his family was to provide those things, but it wasn't her family. I might have said it the other way around. The custom in his family was to have those uh, those accompaniments at the funeral, to have, let's say, a, a better funeral. And, but it wasn't her custom. So normally, though, you have to, she has to, if it's his custom, she has to, he has to provide for her just as is his custom. His custom is at a higher standard. But that's only because Tanakama, when they're alive, after death, he doesn't have to provide for her according to his higher standard. That's the Tanakama she did. Why, even why the poor person does not have to provide that special funeral for his wife because it wasn't her custom to do that. And his customer was, but now she's dead. 
Even after Misa, even after she dies, he has to provide for her in the same standard that he has, if he has the higher standard. That's the machlokas of here. That if he had a higher standard, he has to provide that for his wife even after death. Another thing that Marukva said, listen to this carefully. A man became insane. He lost his he, he lost his mind. And he could no longer provide for his family in the normal way that they were accustomed to. So Bezdin Bezdin takes over his assets, Bezan and they feed his family, Mafarnison, and they clothe them. They provide for the whole family, his Isha's wife, Ubanov his children, and another thing as well. We'll talk about what that other thing is soon. But now, in other words, if a person became insane, it, it, the court appoints a, uh, let's say, a guardian, and they provide for his family all the things that they need. That's what it says, even his children. Even though Minatori doesn't provide for his children, we said once they're six years old, but that's what he was doing till now. So if he became insane, the, the court assumes that he would have wanted to do that too. Amalir, you know, Rashi, Maisha, how is this different from how the time we learned in a Brisa? Mishal, a man went overseas and he left his family destitute without providing for them. And now his wife is demanding, uh, she's demanding support. She needs food. That's why he just left his wife. Guy just up and left. Didn't provide anything for his wife. Bezin goes into his assets. They go then. The Zonam Farnas and Sishto, and they feed and they provide for his wife clothing, etc. Not his children. Only for his wife, not for his children. And not, not the other thing. We'll talk about what the other thing is. So he said to Ravina said to Rashi, how is it different? How is it different when a man became insane that the Bezin goes in and provides for his whole family, including his wife, including his children? And where he left overseas and left them, he only provides for the wife, not for the children. You don't see the difference between a person who left willingly and with knowledge and knew what he was doing versus a person who left, so to speak, left society by becoming insane. When a guy left, when a guy became insane, we assume that you know he it was against his will, it became insane, right? It's not something he does willingly. So Basil says, listen, if he was providing for his children and for his family till now, we'll do the same thing. We'll take, we'll take, we understand, we figure out this is what uh, this is what he would have wanted to do. But when a man on his own bought a plane ticket and left his family destitute, obviously he didn't mean to provide for them because he, he could have and he didn't. So therefore, therefore, his wife he has to provide for because that's the ksuba. Thus he divorces or he dies and gives her the ksuba. By law, he has to uh, provide for his wife, but not for his children. So that's the difference. Okay, that's the difference between the two cases. My what is this other thing we talk about? That he said that he, that uh, he, he provides for his, um, if he left and left them destitute, uh, he, he has to, he, they go into his assets and they provide for his wife, but not for his children and not Dovracha. My Dovracha, so it's a machlokis. Rafkhissa says that Tachshit, ornaments or cosmetics, Rashi says. It's like, uh, you know, stuff to make his wife nice, to make her pl- pleasant. But those are Mitztaka. You go in and you take out money that he, from his assets to give the stucco, like they force it out of it, you know? Like the schnorr comes to your door and just grabs the money out of your pocket. And they take it away. He took it away from him. There says, no, you don't provide that. If you say, listen, if you don't provide for his wife ornaments or, or cosmetics to make her beautiful, and uh, if, if he says, you don't provide that, certainly Koshka and Stucka, you're not going to go in and start taking money out of his pocket for Stucka. Stucka, you give willingly. You don't go and take it out of him and, and uh, uh, to take it out against his will. Mandam with Stucka, the one who said Stucka, you don't give Stucka. Maybe 
maybe you would give her his wife ornaments or cosmetics or jewelry. You don't want her to, you don't want her to become repulsive. It doesn't mean just extra jewelry. It means stuff to make her nice. Rashes like stuff that they sell, perfumes and things like that to make her uh, to make her presentable. So that's the Pashim Shadow way we learn over here that when he went overseas, you have to his his wife, you have you have to give her sustenance, provide for her uh, food and clothing, etc. But not his wife, not his children, and not Tachshitim, right? Not Tachshitim. If you learn that Davrach is Tachshitim, if you learn that Davrach is up, Tachshitim you would provide because he wouldn't want to become repulsive. Rashi learns a different way that this business about the Tachshit and the stuck is not going on where you don't provide in the case where he went overseas willingly or where he became a Shota the other way around. In other words, the one who says what that that you say you when he became a shoti you provide from farsans ishto banovnosa bidavracher that means you do provide those things so if you provide and you know it became, he, you assume that he was giving stock he was giving ten or twenty percent of his money and anyway to stucka so you assume that now too if you say davracher so if you say davracher is stucka then certainly you would provide uh, cosmetics for his wife. If you say that you provide cosmetics for his wife, that's what you mean when he goes when he became a shota, not necessarily tzaka. That's what Rashi says. People are going to say, "Mal doesn't want to become uh, to become repulsive. A man went overseas, umesa ishto, and his wife died. Man went overseas, left town. He was on a business trip. Not that he didn't provide for his wife. He gave, you know, he provided for his wife for basic food and clothing. But now his wife died and he wasn't here. So Bezin goes into his assets. How, who's going to pay for the funeral? So they didn't have Bituach Lumi in those days, you know, to cover it. The government didn't pay for it. So who's going to pay for the funeral? Bezin goes into his assets and they pay, and they barrier Lechich Vodo, according to the husband's honor. In other words, what his what the standard would be in his family. What happens if she was used to a bigger funeral? They had trumpets and whatever, a nicer, uh, a nicer entourage, whatever the thing was, a nicer coffin. Um, what happens if she was used to more? Uh, like Rashi explains, even if you say before we had a child of Oli, we said Oli Mo Ben Yardisimo, she doesn't go down, she doesn't go down with him. That's only Mechaim according to the Kama, but not Lachamisa. But over here, that's and your redesimo. If she doesn't go down, even lachamisa says Rashi. Midi do orcha v'lav orcha milo boy. Maybe he has to do if it's something that she was used to her standard. But um, um, she doesn't go. Even according to Tanakama, who learned before that in the case uh, we said the poor person, uh, the Tanakama says you don't have to provide a fancy. Let's call that a fancy funeral with uh, wailers and trumpets and things like that and flutes. That only applies while she's alive. Now, when she's uh, not after death, he doesn't fight. But aneurysmally, you know, she doesn't go down in standard even after death. If her family and her family, she was used to a certain standard, you have to provide. That's always the problem with, um, you know, we always say that if you guy you're giving advice to a young man, be careful if you marry a wealthy girl because she's used to living at a higher standard, right? You know, uh, not so simple. She's got to. Well, high maintenance, right? A high maintenance girl, you know, uh, might look attractive, but wait till you see what she's used to, right? So here says you have to provide for according to what you, what you, what she's used to. So what do you mean? You bury him according to his uh, his standard, not for not of her standard. Certainly, you, you bury her according to her standard. Yeah, according to her standard, her standard is higher. 
But let's say his standard is higher. You have to bury him, her, according to the husband's standard. And even after death, like that this shows us like, like the sheet of Rabbi in our Mishnah, that she goes, she rises with him, doesn't go down with him. She rises with him if he has a higher standard, even after death. We had the machlokis before. That's what we started off today. Rabbi Yudah says she rises with him even after death. Tanakhama says, no, after death, she doesn't have to rise with him, but she certainly doesn't go down with him. So the Chedeshia says, no, that even if um, even if he has a higher standard and it's after death, she also goes up with him. He has to provide, uh, Bezim would provide a proper funeral for him, uh, even if his standard is higher than hers, and even if it's after death, we go like Rabbi that you, she rises up with him even after death. Omer Masna, Omer Let's say a man is dying, man's on his deathbed, and he says, listen, when she dies, I don't want you to pay. He, said, he announces to his children on his deathbed, when, when his wife dies, he's dying now, but when his wife dies later on, I don't want to pay for the funeral. That's what he says. Show me that we listen to him. Okay. So the Gemara says, why does he have to, what difference does it make if he said that on Maishna? Maishna ki Omar. What's the difference if he said, I don't want to provide for her, for, for her, uh, uh, for her uh, burial, for her funeral. Remember something, when he dies, she gets the ksuba. She's paid off, right? She gets the money. My, so my, and who gets his Yerusha? His children. He's telling his children, listen, I'm dying now. When, when I die, when she dies, whenever she dies later on, you don't have to pay for the funeral. Of course they don't have to pay for the funeral. She gets her ksuba and that's it. And she's going to pay, pay from her own uh, money for the funeral. Her the son, her, his children don't have to pay for her funeral. Even if it's her children, ki amr, maishna ki amr, if he said it, because then the chasen assets go to the children, right? Go to the Yisomim, and she gets her ksuba. She has to pay for them. Ki lo amr nami Even if she doesn't say, even if he doesn't say anything, if a man dies, what's the rule? I'm not talking about, uh, you know, today when you have wills and usually the wife gets the, all the assets, etc. Of course, you pay out of her money. Even then you pay out of her money. The children don't have to provide for his wife's funeral. Even if it's their mother, they have their own, she has her own money, right? She has her own money, they should pay for the uh, funeral. You think there aren't fights today about who pays for funerals? People have fights, still pay for a funeral. You have to pay out of the assets. Why she, of course, of course, his assets don't have to pay for her funeral. She's gonna die 10 or 20 years later. You don't take money from his, uh, from his estate. The kids have that estate. She gets her money from the ksuba. Ella means this, Haomer and Mace doesn't mean if, if she dies, don't pay out of your assets for the funeral because she has her own money. Homer and Mace, and Mace who wrote the group, he says like this. He says, listen, the guy's on his deathbed. He says, listen, if I die, don't bury him out of my assets. In other words, let the uh, let the kahila pay for the funeral. Ancient, we don't listen to him. That's what we love. Not that we listen to him in the case of the wife. His wife's going to die later on. Of course, uh, of course, uh, the children don't have to pay for the uh, funeral. Man says like this, when I die, I don't want you to take my money to pay for the funeral. I want me, I want to follow on the public funds. Ain't show me love, love he's not empowered. She yashir is one of to, to, um, to make his children wealthy, the at the expense of the public. Not like today when you have a betrothal me pays for the funeral, you know, but it's, uh, he, he can't do that. He can't say, listen, I don't want to pay rich man dies and he doesn't, he doesn't want his family to pay for the funeral from his assets. He says, keep the money, let the tzibur pay for the funeral. That you can't do. But if he's not obligated to do it, if she's dead, 
No, no, we're not talking about her, her now. We're talking about him. He says on his own funeral, I'm about to die. I don't want to pay for my own funeral. I I want the I want the shul to pay for my funeral. Right? That's what he says. Because you can't do that. That you can't do. Pardon? No, no, but you shouldn't. You don't. You don't. We saying you don't listen to him. All right. Says the Mishnah. Now we we've been talking about a girl who is until she's a bogeris, right? If she's at home, the father has rushus to marry her off. If she's not fully married, again, once she's once she's twelve and a half, or she's fully married, then the father has no rushus over her. But if if she's uh, still a naura, she's up until the age of twelve and a half. And she's not fully married, then she belongs to the father. So the Gemara said, like the Mishnah, she belongs to the father. Again, he has dominion over her, keeps her, uh, keep, keeps her paycheck, uh, takes her findings, anything that she finds, etc. Uh, he breaks her in a darim. He decides who she marries. He even accepts her divorce if she's not fully married yet. Until she goes into Rishus of the Baal. Now, what, what does Rishus of the Baal mean? We're talking about a girl who is either single, totally single, or she's betrothed. If she's betrothed, we know that both the husband, the, the fiance, and the father both break the Nadarm together. But, but otherwise, she's really, as, even if she's just betrothed, she doesn't belong to her husband yet. And as we said before, if she dies now, um, he doesn't inherit her, right? We had a shyla about that before in, in Machlokas, whether... Uh, the husband inherits her or not, but he certainly doesn't get more than the 100 or the 200. He doesn't get the whole thing. Um, until it goes into Rishis the Baal. Now, Rishis the Baal means what? It means the Nesuin, the Chuppah, right? That's what he means. But we're going to see now that there's another thing. It's not, there's a th- something which is almost the equivalent of the Chuppah, which is the, fa- the father giving her over to the husband. You know, in those days, it wasn't like they all came to the wedding. They lived far apart and they would send the girl. They, they had the trothel. They got engaged. Months later, she got uh, she got equipped and she had her dowry and all that. And they would send the girl to the husband to, to, to get married there. So just handing her over to the husband or to his messengers is considered like a chuppah, like a chuppah. That's what we're going to see now. Is it not? It's not 100% like a chuppah, but we're going to see how much it is. So, <clears throat> Masa, what did the mission say here? Uh, she's always until she goes to Rishus Linasuin for marriage. Let's say the father gave her over to the messengers of the husband. They said, listen, the guy said, I want to get married already. It's months going by. I want to get married. He sent messengers and the father gave him over to the messengers. In what sense? Well, the Gemara is going to talk about how much, how much is it considered uh, um, like, like it is if they're married. But if the father didn't hand her over, he went along with me. I'll tell you what, I'll come with you. Let's go to, I'll come with you to the wedding. So he didn't really give up, I'll give her up yet. Or the messengers of the father went with Shlucha Baal. Again, we're talking about a girl up to the age of 12 and a half. Once 12 and a half, she has no Rishus over here. He's still considered Rishus of Baal. The father hasn't handed her over completely. He's still there. He's still, he's still involved. He's still with her. Then she's still in Rishus of the father. If either we said before, if the father gave her to Shlucha Baal or the messengers of the father gave her up to Shlucha Baal and they withdrew, so first, let's understand the loss, the first word of the mission. The first word of the mission was, she's always in the shus of the father. What does it mean, la'olam? What does it mean, la'olam? You know, until she goes to the father, not forever. 
My lums, I'll put the mission Mishan. It's not to exclude from Mishan. We're going to have later on a Mishnah next week, Mitzvah that says over there, let's say they got engaged. Now, 12 months go by and he didn't marry her. He didn't marry her. He was lazy. He didn't get his money together. The husband didn't marry her or he had some accident. Well, the mission over there says, pardon? Or there was a pandemic. Oh, there's a pandemic, whatever. That's right. He gives my missile. She's entitled to eat from him and eat. She has to provide for her and she eats truma. Right? That's what the mission says. Kamash will no. That's not true. Why? Because there's two different opinions. We're gonna have there's a call, what's called the mission Rishon and Mishra Achrona. The, the first mission held that listen, what's the reason? Remember, when a man, we talked yesterday about a Kenyan, the man, when a man marries a wife, betroths a wife, right? Gets betrothed a wife, he really owns her. He's, they're, they're married. She she's good. She, if she has to be with somebody else, it's adultery. She gets skila, right? If she's a Nara, she's a Nara Psula, she gets skila. Right? Or if she's older, if even was just betrothed, maybe she's 20 years old and he betrothed her, he gave her leave. she got a ring, she got money. She's she's his wife. Not fully his wife, but she's his wife. It's, it's adultery. So really a man owns her. So technically, if a Cohen marries her, right, she can eat truma, technically, right? So we said she shouldn't eat truma at that point until she gets married. Okay? So later on, the Gemara is going to say, yeah, but if 12 months go by and he hasn't provided, he hasn't married her yet, She's entitled to eat. And the mission says over there, and she's entitled to eat truma. That's what the mission Rishona says. What's the reason why she doesn't eat truma while they're engaged? There's two reasons brought down. One is because if she's still at her father's house, she might give some to her family. So as a precaution, we don't we don't give. But if 12 months go by and he hasn't married her yet, then he has an obligation to provide for her an apartment. He has to give her a house to live in. And therefore, if she goes into that house, we're not worried that she's going to give to her family. She's not living with her family anymore. That's what the first Mishnah said. Mishnah Achrona said, no, she can't eat truma at all until they actually consummate. Why? Because the other reason for giving the, for not eating truma is not because she might give it to her brothers and her family, etc., but because when he actually consummates, he might find something's wrong with her. He didn't realize that she's got a big scar. She's got tattoos all over her body or whatever. And he says, wait a minute, I didn't mean to, this is not a marriage. This is not what I expected. You told me that uh, you were free of any blemishes. And now it's called simple. She might have a blemish. If that's the case, mekechtos means feels off. There's no marriage. There's no marriage. She ate truma, which is an isser under punishment of death. If you're not a coin or married to a coin, the marriage was off and she shouldn't have eaten the truma. So the second reason of simple applies even after 12 months. Second reason is no. You can't eat truma until he consummates the marriage because he might find out that it's a mekechtos. If it's money matters, taking your Yerusha, money, your paychecks and things like that, okay, fine, that's always that's always um, refundable. You can go back on that. But if you ate truma and you're not a Kohen, you're not married to a Kohen, that's a problem. So that's what he says, Kamash Olam. No, he can never, means Olam, not just 12 months. You don't say, uh, that, you know, if 12 months go by, she can eat truma. No, no, la'olam, she can't eat truma at all until, until they actually consummate. That's what we about. So we said, listen, if the father or his messengers gave her to the shlucham of the Baal, then she's rishos about. So what does that mean? In what sense? Are they fully married? That they have a chuppah? They, ha- they haven't consummated yet. All they've done is he's given her over to the husband or to his messengers. So Rob says like this, everything, 
everything. He gets her paycheck. Rashi says to his sister, he gets her paycheck. And, and if he's a Cohen, he would go to the funeral, but not Truma. Why? Truma, we worry about, like I said, maybe he'll consummate, find out that she's got a blemish that he can't live with. He'll say, Mekertos, say for she doesn't eat Truma. Ravasi Omar Afli Truma. Ravasi says, no, she can even eat Truma. Why? Because Ravasi's opinion is that the reason why the rabbi said that an Arusa Shanai Truma is not because are you worried about Simpa? That's a Milsa that she's going to have a blemish and he's going to claim Mekertos. No, the reason is because he's going to give it to her. To her. She's going to give some to her family. And after 12 months, you're not worried about it. She'll live, she'll live in the husband's uh, apartment. Okay. So, so Rob says that when handing her over to the husband, is, it's, like, it's like they're married. Rashi says, in fact, Mr. Russell called Yorsha. He would inherit her if she died now. If he's a Kohen, he could even go to her funeral. It's like, it's like a chupa. It's on all sense, except for Truma, because he's worried about Simpon. Notice the names. Rafuna was a student of Rav. We always have Rafuna Marav. And Rafuna was a student of Rav. Asked this Kasha Ravasi, who says she can even eat Truma. Uh, can even eat Truma. And some say it was Chia Barav. Chia, the son of Rav, asked Ravasi. She's in Rishus until the other Chupa. So how can you say, how can you say she can eat the Truma even though it's just because the father, they handed her over to the uh, husband. Uh, she still just until she goes, there was no chuppah yet. Amal Rav, so Rav told them, who did he tell? His student, Rafuna, or, and his son, Chia. Didn't I tell you, don't try to bring proofs from a case that could be, under, from a mission that could be understood ambiguously. Can you learn the other way around? He can answer, Ravasi can answer, as Rashi said before, handing her over is the equivalent of a chuppah. What is a chuppah? What is chuppah? You know, so we have, we'll talk about that. Is, is chuppah going into the chadayichud? Is it just standing under the chuppah, under the sky? Is it the chuppah? Is, you know, handing her over to the husband, that's chuppah. Because he's acquired her already. She's really his wife with, with, with betrothal. This is just the final step. Some say chuppah is having bia. We have a whole discussion about that in the Gemara. Having be a consummating is chuppah, going into the chadiyichud is chuppah, standing under the canopy is chuppah. You know what? Handing her over is also chuppah. That's what he can answer. So that's not a kasha. But that's all what Rav and Ravasi said. Shmuel says, no, only Arusha. Shmuel says, only, you know what it means? Handing her over just means that if he die, if she dies now, you can get the Arusha. Meaning that we said before, we had a shower the other day, whether if she dies at Rishas Arison, and there was already a, a, uh, um, well, is she entitled to anything? Well, one shita was, she's entitled to everything. The Chumsei is entitled to everything. The other shita was, no. She's only entitled to 100 to 200. She's not entitled to everything. Shmuel says, no. Even if you say now that what? That the father didn't want to give her, he didn't mean to give all his, the stuff, all that he gave in the dowry, he didn't mean to give until she actually gets married. But once he handed her over, he, you know, Hashtamach was given the soon, they're getting married, etc. She can, he can, he can inherit her. But, but not, for truma and not for breaking her in the dorm. He can't now, the husband can't break in the dorm without the, without the father, and he doesn't get her metzias and paychecks, presumably. Shmuel says only for Yerusha. In other words, handing her over when we say when, when the husband or his messengers handed her over to the Baal or to the Baal's uh, messengers, in what sense is it Rishusha Baal? Only for Yerusha, but not for the other things. for the the Mesa, what do you mean the Ksuba? The Mesa, if she dies, the Arsla, you're going to have Haydn Shmuel, same as Shmuel. Shmuel says for the Yerusha. 
He says, no, for the Ksuba. Well, what does that mean? Yerusha mean that inherits or inherits the Ksuba. Doesn't that mean the same as Shmuel? No, it means say this. The ones he handed over, once they handed her over to the husband, in the sense, what was she's married in what sense? That if her husband dies now, she's already a widow. And if she gets married again, she'd only be entitled to $100, even though they didn't consummate yet. She might still be a so In that sense, that, 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 for the Ksuba, that she's only entitled to $100. Rabbi Yochanan and Rabbi Hanina say the same as Ravasi, that handing her over is like the chuppah in all aspects. She's his wife. He gets her paycheck. He uh, gets her Yerusha if she dies. If he's a Kohen, he goes to her funeral, and he can even give her truma. Meisveh. Now we're going to ask Akasha on the sheet that's his wife for everything. Meisveh. Halacha. This price is similar to Mishmar, but it has on more. Halacha Mishulchi Abal. Let's say the father went with the messengers of the husband. He didn't hand her over. He still accompanied them. Or his messengers went with their messengers. Or the wife owned a, a little, uh, let's call it a bungalow on the way. Chatzar, uh, she had a courtyard there on the way to the husband's town. They went into to lodge there, not to have bia. They didn't have bia, but they slept there. Even though the dowry has already been given over into the husband's rishus, it's in his house. if she dies, of Yosher. Her father inherits her because she hasn't been given over to the husband yet. There was no chuppah, and she hadn't been handed over. And where they, even though they slept in the same building, it was her building. No, even though the ksuba is physically sitting in the husband's house, fact is that the father gets the arusha because she's not married yet. But if the father handed her over, the husband had a bungalow on the way to his town. He had a chatzah there, and they slept in the v'nechsimau. She went in there, and they went, even though it wasn't consummate, but they slept there, v'nechsimau, that was like the chuppah. Even though dowry's still sitting in her father's house, makes if she dies, bali or the husband inherits her. Oh, so what do you see that he gave her over if the if the um, they gave her over to the husband and uh, and they slept in the uh, or, or if he didn't give her oh even if he didn't hand her over but they slept together in a in a room in a house in his house with shame the suin for the purpose of the suin even though they didn't consummate then the husband inherits her inherits her for the Yerusha, meaning what was written in the Ksuba, the dowry that the father gave. The husband, if she dies now, the husband gets it. Ava la truma, no. Aini shochels with truma, she becomes the chupa. You can't, she can't eat truma until she goes into the chupa. And as we said, we said before, because you're worried about simpun or, or right? So you see over here that like Shmuel, tiyufta, tiyufta. Rashi says, it's a kasha not only on Rabbi Yochanan and Rabbi Hanina and Rabbi Asi who say she eats truma, it's a kasha on everybody except for Shmuel. Anybody that Shmuel says the only thing is you get Yerusha. That's it. That's the only way it sends the husband. So it's like it's a cash on all those. Again, meaning that if the husband, if the father gave her over to the husband for whatever reason, and um, uh, and they didn't consummate yet, they didn't consummate yet. Uh, the husband handed her over, and and all the sec, the she the the father the husband would inherit her now, but she's not a full wife yet until they actually consummate. There's there's not a full wife. Okay, so the Gemara says, but I have a little problem the way you talked about her bungalow or his bungalow. Hagufa Kasha. Amrit, you said, if she goes with him, she went with him to, to, uh, to lodge. Tam Dalin. They just went into lodging. 
then he didn't, the father's not, the, the father didn't actually give her over yet. Hastama, Lashem Nesuin. Since they went in for lodging, they only went in for lodging, they didn't go Lashem Nesuin. Mashmastam, they went in Stam, that is Lashem Nesuin. and that's the same old She went in to his lodging for the purpose of Nesuin, then they're considered married. Hastama, Lutz, Mashmastam, Zalin. So which one is Stam? Amarvashi, Stam, Stam, Akani. It means they're both Stam. What do you mean? Stam, Chasid, Didalalin. If it's her chatzar, if you go in stam without any, without saying any specifically, it's just to sleep there, and therefore they're not considered like husband and wife. Stam but his chatzar is lenesuim. But again, they didn't consummate yet. He just said that if they went in stam and it's his chatzar, it's lenesuim. In what sense? In what sense that he arshens her, but not for truma, not really for truma. Okay, that's as far as that bracer goes. So what do you see? That even though the husband, the father gave her over to the husband. Then she's Rishus of the Baal, but in what sense Rishus of the Baal? The way the Gemara comes to only that he inherits her, but not for the other things. Tana Masar of the Baal. Let's say the father gave her over to the Shluchim of the Baal. And as we said before, it's like they're married, but it's not really fully married, right? We said before that it's Lachol Dover, Ishbeisha, Yarshal, Tamela. That's what he says, right? Rav said that because the Shluchim is like the Chuppah. But now we're saying it's not really like the Chuppah, not 100%. It's a, he inherits her. He inherits her because then the father father gave her over. He's willing to say, fine, you can keep the ksuba now if something happens to her. That's his intention, but she's not really a full wife. And, but here's another, another point. Let's say the father gave her over to the shlichum and the baal, and now she committed adultery, right? Is she a, and let's say she's a narab sula. Narab sula commits adultery, punishment is skila, right? If she's fully married, punishment is chenek, right? So here he says, How do you know? In other words, it's like she's married. Married. The Pasuk says again by, by Motsi Shemra, If, when does she get skila? When she committed adultery, Motsi Shemra, and there's eight and she committed adultery, that's only if she was Mazana in her father's house. But if the father already gave her over to Shulchi Abal, then she's not getting skila. Then she's like a married woman. She gets chenek. How do you know it excludes that? Maybe in this case, where the father, where she hasn't even had a chuppah yet, maybe she's really gets skila, like a narabsula, narabsula morasa. Maybe she gets skila. What is Lisno's base of bia? That's to exclude a case where she went into the chuppah yet, but she didn't have bia. She had bia, but she, she had chuppah, but she didn't consummate yet. And why do you have to say it excludes that, that the case of Skila is only if what? If she's not married yet, like she's a Naramorasa, and we said, Liz wants to be in her father's house, it's excluding even the case where the father handed her over. Maybe it's only excluding where they had a chuppah without Bia. In that case, then uh, that, then we say that no longer Skila, it's Chenek if she had a chuppah. But if she didn't even have a chuppah, the father just handed her over, maybe you still get Skila. How do you know that? You said you get Chenek now if he handed her over. Why? Because this is in her father's house, then it's skila. Otherwise, she's not in her father's house. The father handed her over, then it's no longer skila. Maybe, maybe Lizmosavia is coming to school only the case where she had a chuppah, but she didn't have bia. But if she, if the father just handed her over, maybe she'll get skila. Amarava, Amarli, Ami, Ami told me chuppah chuppah. We already know that if there was a chuppah, she gets chenek. If there's a chuppah, even not be why? Because it says nara basulam It's the same right after the parsha of Motzi that says kiya nara. She's twelve to twelve and a half. Basula, she's a virgin. Rasa, betroth, leish. Nara, Lobagaris excluded. She's not 12 and a half. Sula, Blabula, she's a virgin. She's not already had, had somebody at the Morasa, Lomasua. 
if she's betrothed and not married. The minusu, what do you mean by nasu? Elaine Minasu, Mom should literally married, she's already been married, she's had Bia with him. That's not excluded from Sula Bula If she's already had Bia with him, we already know that she's no longer pursuing wouldn't get skila. What does Maurasa mean? Tell me that she didn't have a chuppah yet. So we already have a Pusik telling me that if she had a chuppah, she no longer gets skila and she has and she gets chenik now. What does Lizno's base of the teach me? Teaches me that even if you didn't have a chuppah yet, if we had a chuppah and no bia, we already know that she gets chenek based on nesua nara nara. Uh, it says kia nara besulam orasa engaged betrothed excluding chuppah without bia. You had chuppah already? No, no, no more skila. Now it's uh, now it's uh, chenek. So Lizna's base of teaches me even if you didn't have a chuppah, but if he handed her over, also it's no longer skila. It's now chenek. Maybe I'll say this. Okay, so let's say he handed her over. What happens if he handed her over and then she came back? She went back to her father's house. What do you mean by that? Rashi says, She's just the husband of Mashma. Even husband of the Let's say she had the Kivanovka. In other words, maybe if she comes back to her father's house, it's like another kasha. You're saying since since you know that what? How do you know that if she you're going to get chenik if she handed her over because there's no space of via. She's no longer base. Let's say though, changed her mind. You know, she went back. Whatever they decided not to carry out the marriage, and she went back to her father's house. Maybe she go back to house. She gets skill again. Amarav no. Once she was once she's considered a wife in the sense that she's only going to get chenik. And you don't go back. Omar Bahuk far Paska Tanrishmal. Tanrishmal already Paska that. He already decided that Tanrishmal, Paska like this. You know, a husband can break his wife's netter, and a father can break his daughter's netter up until the age of 12 and a half. What happens if she's widowed or divorced? She was married and she's widowed or divorced. So who breaks the netter now? If she's an Amar Gusha, there's nobody to break the netter. What's the Kiddush net? Why does Pasik say a father can break his daughter's netter? And a husband can break his wife's netter. Pasik says, if she's widowed or divorced, no, she, there's nobody to break her netter. It's obvious. She doesn't have a father. She has, she's out of her father's house. She doesn't have a husband. Obviously, there's no, it's no, she's out of her father's house. And her husband's dead. Who else is there to, to break her netter? Right? She's already left her father when she got married. And, she's, and the husband's not in the picture anymore. He's either dead or divorced. Ella, what's a chiddish? Harei Let's say this case where the father gave her over to the shluchim nabal. The father gave her over to the husband. And she became widowed while they were on the road, or he divorced her. Then what do I consider? Do I consider her in her father's house or in her husband's house? Which one is it? If it's the husband, the husband's dead now. Can't or maybe maybe she goes back to her father. Once she left the father's house, that's the point of Nedra Managrusha. Yes, if he were fully married and divorced or widowed, of course, there's nobody to break the netter now. She's not, she's not in her father's house anymore, wants to get married. And the husband's dead or divorced. So what are you talking about? What's the Chedish? The Chedish is the father handed her over. He wasn't really married yet. Father handed her over and she became widowed or divorced. Does she go back to her father? Or is she considered the husband and the husband's dead or divorced? Mashmah, no. Once she left the father's house, they, you can't break it netter anymore. In other words, you don't go back to the father's house. Once he handed her over, you don't go back. 
what do we say? We said this we started off by saying that Ravashi uh not Ravashi was it Ravami Barahama said, uh, or the Brisa said, Masra she gets chanic. Once he handed her over to the husband, it's chanic, there's no more skila, even though there was no chuppah yet. If a man slept with an amorosa, she's got to be all three. A chayv ski was only if she's a nara up until the age of 12 and a half. Obviously, up and below 12, she's a katana. And uh, he would be killed, but she wouldn't be killed if, he, if she was uh, engaged. Um, she's a nara 12. She's a psula. She's a virgin. Marosa, all those things. But he be sabia. He says, the Baisa says, he's not chayv skila. Unless Nara Maras Basula and she's in her father's house. The Vishla Minara, that's exclude Bagar, she's not 12 and a half. Basula is exclude Bahula if she's already, she's already she's not a virgin. Murasa excludes Nasua. When she's Nasua, she gets Khanik. The base of what is base of with her mind? What is base of she's in her father's house? My Lablamute, Masar Abla Shukhabal, tell me Shukhabai. Once he's handed her over, no longer skila, now it would be Khanik. I also learned that. A ball ash is ish. If a man slept with a with a married woman, once she came into the Rosh Hashanah Baal and a suin, even though there was no B yet, right? it says Baalma. doesn't say he had chuppah. It says, doesn't say there was chuppah. It just said she went into his Rosh even though there was no B yet and there was no chuppah. You see, that's good at that, that she's, she's already not skila. Shema, I'm going to let you see from here. Right, we'll pick the mission tomorrow, Mr. Have a good day, everybody. Yeah, thank you. Yeah.